All right, welcome in. It is indeed PGA Championship Week, the second major of the 2019 golf season. We're doing a little uh, co-termed joint here between course of life and teeing it up. That means it's major championship season. We have Jeremy Schilling from the Teeing It Up podcast joining us. Jeremy, how are you feeling on PGA Championship Week? From the studios of Teeing It Up in the Swamps of Jersey, this is the co-branded from my end edition of Teeing It. It Up. Which from the swamps silly. indeed yeah and, and, and we're not too far not too far from all the action where you're going to be uh the uh so hold on one second now. alex this is teeing it up with jeremy showing this is um when i'm uh when's this going to be this is going to be uh may 14th 2019 as we get ready for here um alex be- before we get to any of this because this is just meaningless stuff uh, I, I could care less about the PGA Championship. Why did you agree to have your wedding during a major? <laughs> I picked the Byron Nelson week. I couldn't do PGA Championship week, so I'm going to have the onslaught my honeymoon celebrations during those opening rounds on TNT and whatever the 30 different networks they have the PGA Championship are this year. Uh, so I did have uh, 1% of my thought on picking this on a non-major championship week uh so yes i'll be partying in paradise and enjoying the early rounds but i'll be back for the finish for sure uh it should okay. be a pretty pretty epic week at beth page black though like i mentioned uh that venue jeremy let's yeah. just get right into the venue itself um before we uh talk about the spot on the schedule i guess tell, tell me about your thoughts on beth page black on a one to ten scale where do you rank it in terms of uh, being a major championship venue I'm going to, I'm going to, can, can I claim not, not applicable? And um, I'm chickening out here because um, I don't know what the setup's going to be, right? We've seen the U.S. Open in 02 and 09. It's been mm-hmm. very wet here. Nine under and 12 under have won the two PGA Tour events, what was the Barclays, now the Northern Trust there. I was out there uh, on March 27th, I believe it was, and it was not ready for golf. The pictures that have come out and the people who have played it since say that it is ready for golf and and it's in great shape considering everything they've been through. So um, I need to see what this golf course plays like. They're going to have the rough at three and a half, four inches, it sounds like. Um, To me, on paper, that would seem like a fairly tough but fair uh, PJ Championship setup. And if that's the case, then I think we'll see your classic PGA Championship. So I'm not going to answer this because I think the USGA definition of what Beth Pages is a venue is very different than what the PGA of America's definition is and slightly different than what the PGA Tour's definition is. Sure. So I guess let's take a look based on those past couple of results that you mentioned. It was Phil in 2002 uh, who had that epic run at a U.S. Open. Uh, Lucas Glover was the champion in 09. Like you mentioned, those two years where even David Duvall fell into contention at a U.S. Open at Bethpage. So now that it is hosting a PGA championship, what what if anything for, for the viewers watching at home, are they going to notice that's changed on this course specifically? You mentioned the rough, um, but in terms of the layout, con- tours the yardage it plays what's going to look different from the past u.s opens we saw I this think tournament? i think it's in terms of yardage that it plays i think it's going to be very much weather dependent remember the u.s open was in june the um 
The PGA Tour event was in late August. Those are very hot, humid times of year. It has not been a very hot and humid time of year in this area, actually, today, which is upwards of 75, 76 on non-south-facing shores, is one of the warmer days of the year here in New Jersey in the swamps. But the Jesus. problem is when you get out on the island in the southern-facing shores, it's suddenly not as warm. It's 75 here right now. It's only 64 out there. And if you look at the long-range forecast, Alex, and go into next, uh, sorry, uh, going to PGA Championship week this week, you have 63 on Thursday, 64 on Friday, 65 on Saturday, 65 on Sunday. I don't know yeah. if they can play this course to full yardage. So, Not exactly tropical. Right. So I don't know, to be honest with you, what they're going to do yardage-wise and, and what it'll play yardage-wise because I think Harry Haig may have to make some adjustments. What I can tell you uh, in, in the other part of your question is twofold. This is the exact same golf course that hosted the last Barclays that went through there. And I do not believe there have been any changes, considerable changes between when the PGA Tour came there and the 09 U.S. Open. They have changed the fairway width of 18 they they did they did not feel that 18 played correctly they now feel that 18 they've kind of pinched that in a bit but also widened it in some places and they think that it's a fairer setup now um, in terms of bunker placement rough placement and fairway placement carrie hay called it a fairly minor change uh just trying to give guys more more room to maneuver they felt that the shot had become too one-dimensional so that's a change actually backwards to give people more options and if they want to bomb it they can bomb it if they want to hit it short they can hit it short so that's a uh, i think that'll be mostly an aesthetic change that people notice okay yeah so it sounds like the pga might be a little bit more friendly than the usga with how the setup well, looks that's the uh, thing, come this week this weather which has been so cool and so soft I don't know if you could get it. Sorry, wet. I don't know if you could get it firm and fast if you wanted to. So, yeah. but but because of all this rain, you get a you you get in the rough and you have a bad line this rye overseed, uh, which is in a lot of places around here, and you're done. Um, it's thick rough that'll eat your club up. So, I believe that this is going to be something um, that is going to be really daunting um, for players to who get off the uh, fairway if if it stays wet it depends it really depends how they how they set this thing up and then and then what the weather is coming in so noted uh, for everyone out there watching could be a pretty sloppy track at points during the weekend depending on the conditions specifically uh, Jeremy so derby yeah pretty track. much yeah it's a, it's a mutters it's a mutters race i guess just like that travesty we saw last saturday but before we get to the players in the field Jeremy i want to uh, circle back and ask you about the spot on the schedule now for the PJ championship so kind of the the promotional pr spin for the average golf fan was you're getting one major championship each month leading you right through the summer months without that you know eight or ten week gap or whatever it was between the masters and the u.s open previously from april to june where do you like the uh, the pga being this early on the schedule um i need to claim um a uh i i i i need to stop here and just uh claim some transparency i work for an offshoot of the pga of america pga magazine so just take this all with a grain of salt because i do <laughs> will do yeah sure unbiased um, opinions always yes i just want to be transparent with your listeners and with my listeners because this is teeing it up and and and, and the course of life um 
to me, it's great for the average PGA pro. This is the kickoff to their season. You're going to see a lot of advertising and promotion next week about how to find a PGA pro. Sorry, sorry, this week about how to find a PGA pro in your area, how to get yourself started in the game, game improvement um, activities, things like that. So this is great from the PGA of America perspective. I'm waiting to see how this works from a schedule perspective. I, I love the change on the surface. Um, but I don't know how Beth Page is going to play. I don't know how any of this is going to quite work out yet. And I think we're, we we may need to see this run through a couple times before we come to some conclusions. We've got guys on different agendas, playing-wise, um, golf course-wise. I will say this. I think it's better to have a major in May than it is to have the players in May. I, I think four majors can bring in some casuals, even though the players obviously has a pedigree all to its own. Um, so I, I like its place in the schedule. I like the fact that they got off Mother's Day weekend, which is where the players was. I, I like how this is shaping up, Alex. I like how um, things are looking and feeling and smelling from a, a golf course perspective. Okay. Uh, sorry, yeah. from a, a schedule perspective. Um, and, I, and, I, and I think it's great for my parent company. But – I'm not sure how it's going to actually turn out as a golf tournament. And one of the advantages of the PGA, if you think about it, has been heat, humidity, the ball's flying. It leads to a lot of birdies. Kerry Hay tends to set up softer golf courses. Um, It's led to a very uh, exciting finish. And I just hope that it's warm enough and cool enough and dry enough to be able to um, give us that kind of a finish. Okay, yeah, so we'll be looking at the total score as well. Curious if it is one of those. I think it's a better question to ask me when we yeah. do the, 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 the U.S. Open joint podcast because at that point I'll be able to say, yeah, I liked it. No, I didn't. Um, in, 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 in the same way that I'm a huge fan of what of, of what Augusta National did on Sunday moving the tee times up, where if you'd asked me that Saturday night, I would have said, I have no idea how threesomes off two tees are going to play at Augusta. So 30-day follow-up on the uh, the PGA Championship initial trial in May verdict uh, based <laughs> yes. on conditions and play, of course, for sure. Um, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 stay tuned, folks. Indeed, yeah. So, so let's get into the players in the field. And obviously, we need to start the conversation with Tiger, uh, you know, we, we last previewed the Masters on our podcast here, and we talked about Tiger's chances. La-di-da, he, he won the freaking thing. and he's, he's got another green jacket and 15 majors now. Uh, you were commenting a lot on your Twitter about him considering Walls Fargo, but in the end passing, he's going straight into the PGA. I believe the yacht is, is parked, is it not? Is privacy, has privacy made landfall, Jeremy? And how do you like Tiger's decision and, and build up as, as we're heading into Bethpage? Uh, privacy has made its um, its uh, place. It has booked its uh, location and 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 the dock out there. Thank the Lord. Uh, I have no idea what to expect with Tiger. I, I thought skipping skipping. Let's take let's try that again, folks. Skipping Quail Hollow was the right decision. I thought that that yeah. was um, the right move for him. Uh, he looked exhausted in the golf TV interview. He he let out a lot of energy on that Sunday. He looked like a tired man, and I just thought that that um, taking that rest and doing what he needed to do um, for himself, for his family, um, for everything was the smart move. Um, I I do wonder, 
just in general, if Tiger is as prepared as he would like to be, um, I would have loved to have seen him make a trip up to Bethpage. He is not so far at, okay. at the time we're, we're taping this. So I think Tiger's in great shape. I think his game's going to be fairly sharp. It's just how fast he can get back into the rhythm of a round where it's, it's a major. Um, he's only done this, you know, two, three times before where he's gone major to major without um, playing something in between. I just wonder if he's going to be able to get back in that competitive competitive rhythm fast enough. But he's got to drive the ball in the fairway. And if that driver's just a little bit off and now you're in four-inch rough, you've suddenly got a problem on your hands. So um, I think that um, – how can I look at this? I, I I think that this is something where we're going to find out later on down the line if Tiger made the right decision or not. And yeah, this, this is getting, what, three weeks, was it? Yeah, and I, 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 I think this is a long-term play. I think this is a play for July, August, um, and for 2020, 2021, 2022, 23, 24. Um, I didn't think he wanted to, I, I thought he didn't want to rush it back and his body wasn't ready to, to, to rush it back. And I think you're seeing the same thing here. Is, is that minimum in place, Jeremy, of how many events he's got to play this year? Is, is that still a thing? And, and where's he at in terms of getting to that number if it's a thing? No, he, um, he is in a place in his life where he uh, does not have to play anything that he does not want to play. Isn't so he can nice? be as selective as he wants then. Yes. So, no, as a lifetime member of the PGA Tour, he cannot lose his card. He can lose voting privileges if he does not play 15 events. There you go. Um, okay. But the PGA Tour does not give to you-know-whats. I'm not sure if you can curse on the Course of Life podcast. Always. But, uh, what? Always, yeah. He okay. doesn't give two shits about that. I, I, yeah, it makes no. clear sense for him at this point in his career, too. Yes. Just to play skip 13, tournaments 14, when he's 15, not 120% events, If he gets to 15, great. If not, whatever. Yeah, um, for sure. He'll, he'll take whatever fine they want to give him. I, I just don't think it's a big deal. And this is the new Tiger. And this is what we're you know, going to have to get used to. Hey, if he's winning the green jacket, then we're here for that for sure. So he is one of the betting favorites this week at Bethpage uh, alongside a few other guys who are all around that 10 to 1 odds marker. Uh, the three other guys being Rory, DJ, and the major killer, Brooks Kepka, all kind of around the same odds in terms of your odds on favorites to win this week. So Jeremy, I guess out of that group of all those guys, they all seem to have the form and potential to, to be dominant for a week. When you take into everything consideration you said about the course conditions time of year and the venue who do you maybe like out of that group to have the best performance um it's interesting because all of them have pros and cons right tiger um has been a wall um, Rory can't get it done on some Sundays, yet he, yet he can on others. DJ kind of floats in and out. Uh, Brooks is there and now is back on his diet. So I guess I would lean he Brooks. Is, yes. <laughs> I, would, I, I guess I would lean skinny Brooks. Skinny Brooks. Um, <laughs> I, I, and he's in this nice fight with uh, Brando Chambly right now. So, I mean, I guess. I, For sure. I, to me, that group of guys is the hardest group of golf to bet out of because you just do not know who is actually going to emerge from it. And I would go all the way down. If you look, Alex, let's just do a thought experiment here. 
If you go down to what's currently on on William Hill, 50 to 1, Tiger, Brooks, Dustin, Rory, JT, Ricky, Rom, Cantlay, Finau, Rose, Xander, Molinari, Day, The Field, Patrick Reed, Fleetwood, Bryson, Spieth, Kucher, Phil, Matsuyama, Adam Scott, Sergio, Paul Casey. That is a murderer's row of either major champions or potential major champions. Yeah, everyone who's gotten hot recently for for a given period of time. That's for sure. Except for Jordan Spieth. Yeah. So I don't know, honestly, who to pick out of the the top. We are due for an out-of-nowhere major winner. We have not gotten it. Maybe it's Xander for the casual sports fan out there. But Oh, my God. Of of, that that group up top, I would have to pick Kepka just because – of he's back to his diet and he looks bigger and he's playing a little better but i honestly don't know and jeremy do we 100 percent confirm that was for the espn body issue that brooks kick was going on this crazy nobody diet? has ever uh, c- uh confirmed that 100 percent. we are still waiting okay we're gonna look out for that verdict for sure um i'm gonna toss it to you for a few minutes now before we kind of get into a few guys we might want to pick this week i know you're always kind of scouring for storylines or other notables or players under the radar that i missed uh what are some things that the fans should be looking out for this week when they're watching at beth page from your end um first of all i'm not even sure if chris kirk was in this field but if you have chris kirk for anything, he has taken an indefinite leave of absence for alcohol abuse and depression. Our best wishes, and I know you for probably sure. feel the same way, Alex, uh, to Chris Kirk. So just a heads up for anybody who listens to my my podcast or the Course of Life podcast. Um, and we are talking to Teeing It Up betting correspondent Alex Lazan. I'm Jeremy Schilling, one of the other roving correspondence of the course of life podcast Indeed. Um, if you have <laughs> if you have chris kirk in any of your pools for anything uh he's taking an indefinite leave of absence yeah for sure we give him best wishes as well uh chris always been a favorite player of mine got to see him at the match play a couple of years ago too uh, uh good to see him uh getting the help he needs and uh, he'll be on the right path soon enough for sure jeremy uh any other notes field wise or, or guys that we should be looking at outside of those top few in the world that we discussed already i mean i can't believe we've gone this far without mentioning a guy like phil mickelson kind of still searching for a little bit of magic at beth page but kind of who else is on your radar this week in terms of players to look for at the pga championship max homa just won now for some people that's that's the kiss of death for other people that's just the start um max homa is a guy who i think really could have a fantastic and i mean fantastic um PGA Championship, considering the way okay. he, he hit the ball off the tee. Um, so that's somebody I watch out for. And if we're talking about long shots here for a second, look at what Justin Harding did at the Masters. Now, Augusta National and Beth Page Black are nowhere near the same thing, but I think Justin Harding, who's 200 to 1 right now, opened up some eyes um, there. I don't really have anything else. Um, in terms of stories to tell you other than the fact that I think that it's interesting that um, no one's made a scouting trip that I know of. Nobody um, has, um, you know, taken really any steps to get to know um, this golf course any, you know, hmm. better. Kind of like it's assumed knowledge or something like that from past yeah, events. Uh, from the guys who played it. Um, you know, when it did host the, the uh, Barclays, now the Northern Trust. Um, and if you look at where those guys were, 
Um, you know, as I said, Patrick Reed won one of them, and I think uh, I think Ricky Fowler won won the other. Um, but if you if 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 you look at that right, this is a PGA Tour style golf course um, that 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 allowed them to score, and they were penalized if they went off 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 target. But but you know they were able to um, play well and 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 score. But that was in warm weather. And I just think that while, you know, you and I can can look at this and say, OK, um, you know, Beth Page, uh, Nick Watney won by three over Brant Snedeker That's in right. 2012. Um, and then Reed won by one over Emiliano Grillo and Sean O'Hare, um, you know, nine under and uh, and ten under. Sorry, not 12, uh, ten under. I just don't know if we can make that hmm you know, thing because of the weather. And uh, that's just, I, I think, one of the really interesting parts about this is that this could be a PGA, uh, sorry, a, an open championship-like situation where you have guys um, who get the right end of the draw, the wrong end of the draw, and we see kind of where we go from here. Um, and I'm going to just point out one one other thing to you. Um, sure. Just to, just to um, kind of sum this up are you of the opinion because this is what i would ask you if this was a solo me podcast are you sick of new york sports crowds i mean you're a boston guy right and and this is going to be um a very new york crowd it's going to be very intense um it's going to be a lot of shouting a lot of hootering a lot of hollering where are you at in terms of um possible disturbances possible um guys making noise um and just in general this this move here uh that i i think i i, I don't think people are going to realize how rowdy it's going to be next week and, and what yeah, kind of an effect sure. that has what's your thoughts on that yeah i mean it's going to be a big fill crowd just like it always is in the new york area just by default they just gravitate to him and, and I mean, by I, the way that's why i didn't mention him i just don't think that phil's game right now is ready for a golf course like this oh yeah it, didn't, it doesn't even matter that's the great part about the tournaments in this area they're still all going to be behind him regardless of whether he's gone on friday or sunday but uh it should be interesting to see i'm a i'm big on the chaos so i am like kind of totally cool with hooligan-esque noise until it is directly during the swing uh moments before go nuts moments after go nuts if it's directly interfering with the player's swing that's when i kind of draw the line but i I say let the chaos happen excuse me sorry about that a video a website that i went to opened up immediately sorry go ahead we're just going to stop and i'll start from the top of the question okay Sorry about that. I, I, I went to the field list. On, we're we're on done here, Jeremy. So I'm, we're just going to wrap it up. Nothing well, else to go to. We're, we're done here. I'm just going to give my pick after this take yeah, on, okay. the, on the New York crowd, and then we'll wrap it up. Yeah, okay. Yeah, my take is it's going to be really pro-fill, just despite how great or horrible he's doing, Jeremy. Whether his weekend's on Friday or Sunday, I think it's going to be a hooligan crowd that just gets behind him no matter what. And we've seen that in past years here. I mean, I'm just kind of a guy that's I'm in for for a bit of the agent of chaos. I'm okay with the hooliganism and yelling like a few seconds before, a few seconds after. It's just that moment when it's directly during the 
one and a half seconds of the golf swing that, that I'd mind they shut up. Besides that, I'm here for the noise. And, and if it means a little bit more electricity on Sunday afternoon at Beth Page, then so be it. That's what I think is very interesting. Um, how this plays, how this works, how we're able to marry uh, the, the, you know, not that the quorum of a, of a major championship, but this is hard. This is not Bell Reeve. This is going to play a lot harder, folks, than Bell Reeve did last year. Yeah. So we're going to have frustrated guys, short tempers, and I think we could get some really interesting um, interactions between uh, oh, people yes. who have had a, had a couple and uh, some players out <laughs> That's going to be great on Twitter this weekend for sure. Again, he's at Jay Schill on Twitter. I'm at Course of Life 1 on Twitter. You can follow us tweeting all week and watching the tournament side by side. Uh, before we go, 30 seconds, Jeremy. I'll give my pick and my dark horse just so we can look smart a week from now if we happen to hit the lottery on this. <laughs> my pick to win, guy that pops in and out with form, He's due to win a big tournament. I am going to go with Rory this week. My dark horse, I'm going all the way down to my guy, Alex Noren, at 125 to 1. No fantastic form recently to see from him. Looked okay at Augusta in spots. But there's my pick and dark horse. Who do you like this week? Um, I guess I'm going to go Ricky. But I think, and you would know okay. this because you've been on enough podcasts with me. Um, and, and some Ting Up fan will tweet me about this. Um, I think I've picked Ricky in like four of the last eight majors. Four <laughs> yeah, the last I had that seven. run too. Yeah. I don't know. The guy's going to win eventually. Um, it's a great golf course for him. He hits the ball dead straight. He can just make, make a couple putts and, and um, it, you know, just avoid the big number. I, I think that's good. Patrick Cantlay is trending in the right direction, um, so that's a name to watch out for. And Dylan Fratelli on the international side. A lot of Americans know him from his uh, college career, but he's from South Africa. He's shown good form lately, too. So I am of the Ricky Cantlay and Fratelli um, threesome this week. Very solid trio. That was Jeremy Schilling from Teeing It Up. This is the Course of Life Teeing It Up, co-branded PGA Championship Preview. Jeremy, thanks for hopping on. And thank you, Alex, for joining us on Teeing It Up with Jeremy Schilling. And we hope you enjoy the rest of your day if you're a Teeing It Up listener. And for the rest of you, you get to go back to Alex.